0: Welcome to Guidepost to the Crossroads. I am William Ramada. This podcast is to help you remember that you have a purpose in life. This is to motivate, inspire, and guide you to a happy, fulfilled life. The world can be a noisy place and we tend to lose focus on the purpose of our individual journeys. I use my various experiences, education, and other modalities to help you cancel out the noise and focus on your needs and desires in your journey. Okay, welcome back to Guideposts to the Crossroads. This is William Ramada, and we are starting off with our poem once again. It is called, Embrace the Sky. I embrace the sky to become a cloud, I lost my way but hear my sound. I clap the sky and catch your eye, my lightning blinds on heaven's rise. My funnel spins just like a top, I drop to see monsoons erupt. I quake and shift tectonic plates, my tides obey the moon's embrace. I hold the grace as flowers bloom, as seasons shift you feel my dew. On mountain peaks, you set me free. I'm free in you as you are me. Uh, It's just beautiful. I love how the universe all comes together and it allows us to be ourselves. We embrace ourselves. We embrace the universe. We embrace each other. And part of this podcast is to bring our community together. And I bring like-minded people here that help each other and to help ourselves as we look inside to be our own people. Today we have here Rose Aliaga. Did I say that right, Rose? Yes,
1: you did. Yes, okay, sir. <laughs> I want
0: to make sure. Uh, she is the creator of Love and Soul, a YouTube channel and community for light workers and old souls. She is an international spiritual mentor, healing catalyst, artist, writer and yoga teacher she is a proud vegan and animal lover after years of hiding her intuitive gifts feeling aimless unwanted and misunderstood Ro went through a deep awakening experience where she remembered her multi-dimensional self and zest for life this experience sparked her mission to help others in their own spiritual journeys with her optimism and authenticity, Rowe inspires you to manifest your true essence and create a life you love. She believes in the power of presence, playfulness, and following our highest excitement. Rowe channels her creativity and spirit guides to assist humanity's evolution towards agape, an ecstatic state of unity, and unconditional love. Ro lives in Lima, Peru. She is currently working on her debut spiritual fantasy novel. Some of her hobbies include art, sunsets, K-pop, and watching cozy films. Well, welcome, Ro. It's great to have you. Thank
1: you so much, William. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I Your love and soul. Oh, I love watching you on your uh, YouTube and your intuitive art and just everything you do, you're so calming and welcoming. It's it's great to have you.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, it, it, you know, it seems kind of weird. I don't know if it's weird or not, but it seems like a lot of us, at the beginning of our lives, we, we hide our intuitive gifts. You know, why do you think we do that? Mm,
1: that's a very interesting question. I feel that maybe uh, around us, you know, maybe the family circles, the social circles, are not, you know, supportive of those little gifts and uh, things that makes us who we are. Mm. And we we usually are very in tune with others' people emotions, and we are aware that maybe we are making others un- uncomfortable. So, in order to fit in, in order to feel safe and secure we change ourselves we, we
0: hide and mm-hmm. yeah that happens <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah because when we're young and if we see our our guides or something mm-hmm. and we speak it out you know people are like oh your imaginary friend or something yes. yeah uh-huh. Yeah, and you're like what <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah yeah, and the, yeah i agree with you so you said like in your bio, feeling aimless or unwanted and misunderstood. I think a lot of us these days kind of feel that way. Um, you know, not just because of our spiritual gifts, but just because maybe the climate, um, the political climate, or the the culture at the time just doesn't allow us to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what, what was your uh, your awakening experience? What brought you out?
1: So um, it was my first or second year of university, and I was feeling so empty inside because I was basically pursuing that higher education because I was told to. You know, that's the path. You know, mm-hmm. get your degree, then get a job, you know, and buy a house and everything. So I was there, and I I've always felt that the educational system was very trapping okay. for creatives like me. So, yeah, I get, you get that structure is okay, having some curriculum and everything, but it felt so trapping and restrictive of my creativity and my individual explorations and all that. And I was feeling very depressed and sad and also because other things in my personal life, you know, with my family and relatives were like spiraling down. And so there were so many things on top of the other, and I was like, oh, you know, what, what, what can I do? I feel like, oh, you know, um, touching rock bottom. And then I started uh, searching for ways to heal myself because I knew that there was something more to that. That I also had that intuition, that connection to my guides, and I wanted to strengthen that and remember that. So. I started meditating and reading Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, Mm. which was very enlightening for me back then. And I began to do those little exercises of meditations. And I remember clearly one day it was like I emerged from the meditation with a sense of pure calm and a feeling of like Mm. deep relief, like everything was clear again. I felt reborn. I felt like I had tapped into my real essence from the inside out. And it was there. It was always there with me. I just had to, you know, clear the space out to reconnect with that again. And it was amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I just reread that book. You know, I think I finished a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. again, you know, because that's one of those books, you know, The Power of Now that you can reread and reread and always get something out of it. Mm -hmm. That's nice. And I like to listen to some of his YouTubes also. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh,
0: Yeah, it's, uh, well, I was going to say I'm glad to hear, but probably not. But I didn't realize Mm -hmm. I should say that uh, other countries besides the U.S. put such an emphasis on, the college education, and it, it just seems like, yeah, not just that it's restrictive, but it doesn't seem to me like it really takes you where it should anymore, uh, even mm-hmm. in the job world. I mean, yes. how yes. how many people go to college for, you went for psychology, right? Mm-hmm. So how many would go to psychology and then have a job unrelated?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, who would have figured you, you have your psychology degree, and mm-hmm. here you are doing intuitive drawings and yeah. it's
1: so funny you know what because in university it's all about you know, the science method and everything the scientific method mm. and my thesis like, my bachelor's thesis mm-hmm. was about Reiki healing, like oh. something super woo-woo and that. <laughs> but my advisor was like, okay, you do your thing. Because he knew I was going to do it any- anyway, you know. I didn't care about what other people would say. <laughs> right, right. And it was Reiki healing. that's was amazing. <laughs> mm.
0: mm-hmm. do, do you see the field opening up to alternative-type medicines and beliefs now?
1: I definitely feel that people are, you know, getting more in touch with that spiritual part of them because Mm. that's who we are and psychology is also expanding its reach. We for example, energy psychology, the Mm. EFT tapping, for example, the emotional freedom technique. It's kind of that bridge, you know, between the traditional psychology with the more um, complementary or spiritual therapies that are available. So, yeah, I feel like we are moving towards that, towards those holistic approaches, because that's how we, you know, our souls are maturing. You know, we are growing as a species. So, yeah, (laughs) that's the next step.
0: Right. I've always found it amazing that you could just say a thousand years ago, all these practices were so open and accepted and then throughout the years, it became so narrow-minded. like no, it's just this way. You can't do it that way.
1: Oh, and, yeah. And is. now
0: it's opening back up like a big mm-hmm. circle. Yes. <laughs> it's like because I, I spent most of my most of my life, I could say, in in the Navy, in the military, mm-hmm. and I would go to a chiropractor and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. My insurance through the military doesn't pay for a chiropractor because it's, I guess, holistic or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like, okay, now it's time for you guys to start opening up your insurance policy, so let me go do what I want to (laughs) do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So kind of like tell me a little bit about some of these Things that you are doing, like the intuitive art, uh, like when you do this, how is this helping you and helping others?
1: Mm -hmm. So um, I've been doing intuitive art most of my life, pretty much. It's my way to just flow in the moment, to rest, to connect with spirit and through colors and forms, get my insights and answers to, you know, any questions I have or clarity I need for my life. And uh, in the same way, I invite others to join me, you know, my clients, my friends to practice together because it feels so liberating. And art teaches you a lot about, you know, being present, not judging the process, not judging the destination or uh, trying to achieve some goal, you know, in particular. You're just there with your art supplies, and trying new things, experimenting, um, adapting to maybe any mistake you made, because there are actually no mistakes in art, it's just pure <laughs> flow and play. So, I feel it's it's great, it's a great way to get in touch with your inner child,
2: mm. with your
1: feminine side, with your fluid side, and I feel many people need this a lot, because we are often so, like, set in our ways, we, we, we think ourselves as non-artistic you know mm. people are they literally tell me but I can draw and I am like but you don't have to know how to draw you just do it you just play with it and that's more than enough really that's more than enough
0: <laughs> yeah uh, that's like me I, I could say I can't even draw flies but uh, <laughs> since I bet you though I do try I got me some pencils and markers <laughs> and a pad and I do dabble with it a little bit probably yeah. probably not as much as i should and it, it does feel kind of freeing even though sometimes whatever comes on paper doesn't seem like it's anything you know mm-hmm. not a particular picture or a tree or something like that
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's a method um and the way i teach it is we also do for example a color meaning chart so we do a meditation where we sit with our colors and meditate on the meanings. For example, red, what does that mean for you? For mm. example, action or passion, then orange and so and so. So once you get like your vocabulary, then it's easier for you to say, okay, hire self. This is my, you know, this is my color vocabulary. With this you can, you know, give me the answers. And mm. then you practice and practice and like anything, it's it's a it's a practice, it's an art and it's different for many people, you know. For me, art happens to be my way to connect as well as meditation. For us, it's sports. Mm. They get their inspiration there in walks or hiking or in nature or reading tarot or all of that. So there are so many ways to Mm. feel that, you know, know, that peace, that presence, that spiritual connection.
0: So like color meanings, they're more like, it would be like more my own perception of that color. Like because some... Like some people say, red is anger and blue is calming and cool, but it could be different for other people.
1: Yeah, definitely, it's different for everyone.
0: Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And do you draw for other people? Like, I know somebody that does like a, a or a map of of people, and as she colors the map out, she explains it, like what it means. And do you do that kind of?
1: I do soul portraits, actually. Soul portraits. They are on my website and my Instagram account. And the way I do the soul portraits is to give you a snapshot of your energy as I see it, as my higher self sees it. Mm -hmm. And from there, I also do an energy reading to see where you are in life, where Mm -hmm. you're at in life, and where you want to be, and also how to get there. Mm -hmm. Mm. so for some people it looks like for example I did a sort of portrait that looked like a beautiful sunrise Mm. that was like you know this feeling of you know you are there you're all that greatness you're all that vastness like the sky like the sun in peace Mm. and you just have to welcome that you just have to claim that you know don't play small anymore Be that (laughs) greatness
0: (laughs) oh yeah that's nice yeah so it's like Almost like uh, aura ratings, but deeper. Huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, in your waves—it's it's like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you mentioned uh, the divine energy, uh, uh, feminine energy, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, can you kind of tell us what it is uh, when you say embracing our divine feminine to heal ourselves and to elevate humanity?
1: Uh, that's something I really love a lot and to me divine feminine energy is simply the part of us who just wants to play, just wants to have fun and create and nurture so right now it's you, you, we are seeing that like we were talking about uh, reclaiming those ancient practices so back then I guess that we were more in touch with those feminine qualities that we had and now we're opening back again, to those, because we need that balance, the masculine the feminine. And as our teacher says, um, masculine is focused energy. You know, it's like a laser beam. Mm -hmm. And the feminine energy would be like a wide spectrum of light. You know, both are needed to, you know, become whole, to be healthy, to, you know, love each other.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah. Because, you know, when you say something like, divine feminine maybe to a man and feel like oh you want me to be a woman you know it oh. so it's totally different than <laughs> yeah, that
1: it's different yeah yes yeah, so, you know, words words you can call you, it in any way you want I, right. I love that the you know divine feminine it feels like powerful and you R- know you know i'm here this is who i am i love it <laughs> so yeah we are all divine beings
0: <laughs> right yeah i like how you you used it like uh, focused or more rounded because mm-hmm. I know that they've they have uh, experiments or or whatever where a man, a man masculine is usually more focused on one thing, mm-hmm. and when they map out the brain, they can see that. But mm-hmm. when a woman is doing something, she, she uses mm-hmm. more of the brain, mm-hmm. different areas. Yeah. So oh, I, I could okay. see that, mm-hmm. yeah. that yeah, that explains it much more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, expect, uh, it's a spectrum of energy, so we all have both. We can right. experiment with both, and yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So how would you suggest that somebody develops that more, the playfulness? Because um, I know you like to say you're playful. and <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, doing things, like, just for the sake of doing them. Like, if you get, like, a crazy idea, you just follow through it. You just listen to those impulses to, to do something different. Mm. And it can be something super simple, like trying a new recipe for lunch today or going in the garden and getting, like, all dirty with the soil and, you know, with your plants... Or, you know, shaking all your body, shaking off all the stress and, you know, Mm. doing crazy dances like that. So there are many little ways we can tap into that energy. It's like the day-to-day things are what matter the most.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like, so for the rigid, structured person, it it would take something to reach out and just say, okay, I'm going to do something different today
1: sometimes we need some friends who you know that motivate us to you know get out
0: and do something <laughs> right yeah sometimes it takes that yeah i yeah. i don't like sitting down so i'm willing to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh living intuitively and manifesting our essence of uh, what's it like really living intuitively i mean is that getting out of the structure as well is this all part of the playfulness you talk about
1: yeah, it's interesting because uh, it's it's in recent years where I've been, you know, putting a name on this way I live my life intuitively because mm-hmm. I've been doing it like since I have memory. But I, then I understood that some people are vastly different than what I do and what I am. So for me, living intuitively is following those little impulses and just doing what your heart tells you and. It's, it's as simple as that, I guess, for me. Uh, and, for example, my days are unstructured. I am very, like, I like to, for example, wake up in the morning and then I decide what I want to do. And, of course, I have some, like, uh, tasks uh, in my calendar that are, like, there. But otherwise, I like to just go with the flow. And so far, it has been working pretty good for me. I am alive. <laughs> I'm still alive. So you guys should try that maybe if you want to add some spice to your life, some like lightheartedness. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, it's that's, that's amazing to be able to live that way. But what would you suggest for somebody that, say, has a nine-to-five job where they can't mm-hmm. cannot mm-hmm. always be just that fluid?
1: Mm -hmm. How
0: would they add that into their lives now?
1: Mm -hmm. I feel that it's important to set uh, an hour a day or some time that is just focused on that flow, on that rest, on that Mm -hmm. creativity. Just like half an hour a day or one hour a day. Maybe you have to wake up earlier Mm -hmm. or go to bed uh, one hour later, but just, just give yourself that time to just be, you know, to just sit there, do a relaxing activity, maybe connect to your heart, to your essence. And that's powerful, you know, when you, you know, you do that, like consciously and with intention, then that, that, um, that feeling cascades through all the moments on your day, all the different hours. So it's like, you know, it's super packed with goodness and amazingness that mm. very hour. And that helps you to, you know, sustain your motivation for the rest of your day.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, having that that little bit of me time every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I used to do a lot of running until I hurt my left leg. And uh, I felt a lot of that was my me time. I I still do workouts. I I go to the gym. I do my yoga. And that is my me time. And when I was running, I would get so relaxed. I always called it my prayer time because I would go like in – I'm running, and I'm, like, into a meditative state. I, I have no mm-hmm. idea what's around me. I just know I'm going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's amazing on, like you were saying, when you have that time, that's when everything comes to your mind, like all mm-hmm. the creativity. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I could do that, or I could say mm-hmm. that. It's like, Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it's in those moments of relaxation, of of when you're just there in your body, not necessarily in your thoughts and logical mind. Mm -hmm. And you just allow yourself to feel, to feel and be present. It's where the answers come. Mm. And it's a natural process.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Do you ever uh, dabble in any dream interpretation or anything?
1: Oh, yes, that's something I'd love to do, too. Oh, do you? Yes.
0: Yeah, because you bring it in when when you're most relaxed is when these things come to you. Mm -hmm. And you hear a lot about dreams. I I very seldom can remember mine. so. (laughs) But, yeah, so dreaming, that really is, is that Mm -hmm. like your subconscious coming to you, your higher self, or... Know, what are the dreams yes. t- trying to tell us?
1: Mm. So, for example, dream work, it's not just, for example, when you're sleeping. Dream work can happen with your eyes wide open. For example, your daydreams. Where does your imagination take you? For example, while you're doing the dishes, mm. while you're cooking. So, for example, begin to pay attention to those little imaginations you have in your day-to-day life and maybe write them down and ask your guides or your higher self to visit you in those moments to maybe maybe give you a sign that, that they are there with you for example i like to tell my friends and clients to for example number sequences when you you see like two 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 one 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 it's like a thumbs up from your guys. They are mm. saying, here we are, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or seeing, for example, uh, a color, like a bright color there, a sign in in a, in in a particular color. So those are ways you can access that, you know, that feeling uh, from your dreams and your imagination. And then it's easier to do the same on your sleep. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I, I always say, begin when where you feel the most comfortable, maybe when you're awake, that's easier for you. And then, you know, let those um, impressions bleed through your sleep.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I never thought about the daydreaming part. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, so living intuitively, um and then is that, I want to say the same. I can't say it. the same as being authentic, or is it different? But they intertwine some way. Like, does being intuitive be help you be more authentic, or vice versa? How do they work together?
1: Yes, definitely. So authenticity is all about being honest with yourself. You know, being in har- your thoughts, your feelings, your words are in harmony with each other of course intuition is there for you too you know it's like the voice of your higher self and Mm. you are if you are in harmony with yourself you are it's it's easier to feel that voice and to know that it's true for you and Mm. act on it so yeah they are interconnected of course Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah sometimes (laughs) sometimes you know like people would say well you speak before you think well, is that being authentic, <laughs> authentic or is that just <laughs> foolishness? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, so veganism, I know you're big into veganism, and I know that you are, uh, even in your bio, you said a uh, animal lover. And mm-hmm. Yes, so am I. And uh, my last guest, she was plant-based as well, And, uh, so we had a nice conversation about that, but what brought you into veganism? Have you always been a vegan? Is it more because of the compassion for animals? Did you start for health? What's your story around that one?
1: Yes, it was a um, mix of the two, you know, compassion and health, and I... Oh, uh, because when I was uh, younger, I didn't question, you know, just eating meat. But when I understood that I had the choice to just not eat it, I was like, okay, great, you know, I'm not eating it anymore because you know I'm hurting animals actually, and I don't want to perpetuate all this abuse on so many levels. So
2: mm.
1: yeah, it's it's it was like you know like you know a switch in me, and it it to me definitely it's easier to be compassionate than not Mm -hmm. to be compassionate and actually it opens you up to even more love and kindness in your own relationships with humans too Mm. so it's all interconnected you know the the kindness we extend to animals that matters a lot that makes you happier Mm. that makes you healthier too and then that's that translates to um healthier relationships with your family with your significant others and
0: mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it that way, that it helped your relationships with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, uh, I started out because of kind of health reasons because my family has a lot of cancer in it, so mm-hmm. of course, meat is not really good for that. and um, but that was part of it. But then my body was intuitively telling me, because that's how I like to eat intuitively, that I can't mm-hmm. do it anymore. So, mm-hmm. I kind of like weaned off slowly the meat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I find this the more vegetables and fruit and stuff that I eat, I don't feel weighed down. I feel more yeah. energy. Uh huh. Um, it's true. yeah. And when I ate meat, even though I loved it, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I did. I felt heavy. I'd rather go to sleep to go do something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just amazing the difference of the lifestyle. And then, mm-hmm. After a while, because I do have two daughters that are also plant-based, I started to see more of the compassion of the animals. And, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, you see documentaries and stuff on that as well. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's it's just amazing how the universe can bring everything around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's beautiful. Are you involved with any, like, animal groups or do you uh, volunteer for any time like that? Like I don't know, like I yes, over, over here we have like the SPCA and stuff like that where you can volunteer to help.
1: Yes, there is um, an, an animal shelter here in Peru and I do regular donations. Uh, because of the pandemic right now, I'm not like really able to go there because it's uh, like two hours from where I live. But mm. in the future, I would love to go there like uh, hands on and just, the animals and yeah you know it's just, uh, i love, love 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 cats and dogs mm. <laughs> like mm. i like yeah if i could i would like bring them here <laughs> to just, you know take care of them and uh, actually one of my plans for the future is to have my own healing center slash animal sanctuary mm. and i know that it's in the words astrally there it's just going to manifest when it's the right time right <laughs> but yeah that's one of my dreams <laughs>
0: yeah i've always grown up with animals and loved them and Mm -hmm. i got my dog and he just he makes my day happy (laughs) Mm. and you know we we've even seen proof where like they take animals to hospitals to people and it makes them feel so much better Mm. yeah because animals they warm your heart and they are they're loving they're they are the true unconditional love (laughs)
1: they teach you a lot about true love (laughs)
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I can't see a time in my life really where I didn't have some, somebody, something in my life like that. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just beautiful having them. So tell us about your ideas of finding happiness and creating a paradise. Exactly where we are right now in the life that we live right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, So those thoughts came to me, especially during this pandemic, where most people are in isolation or maybe not doing what they would like to do, you know, and also with the political climate everywhere and the chaos and all that. Mm -hmm. So for some of us, for many of us, actually, it's kind of easier to give in to the despair that's out there. But we have also to remember that in the world, there is so much beauty too there's so much kindness and love and amazing things happening there are so many good news that perhaps we don't see because all the bad news are so loud mm-hmm. and so like ah you know the people are like there <laughs> um, but yeah we can create our happiness where we are and it doesn't take a lot of effort actually just sit with yourself and see all the things you have here and it can be as simple as being thankful for the food you had in the morning or for lunch. Mm-hmm. Being thankful for the roof you are living under. It's amazing that you have clothes, you have clean water, all those little things. Mm-hmm. And realize that you are abundant here right now. Mm-hmm. If you have love in your life, you're abundant. You're amazing. And if you have ways to express yourself, then it's like you're a creator. You're an artist. Mm-hmm. You are you're creating your life day to day. You're living masterpiece. That is your life. Mm-hmm. And all that gratitude extends because the universe loves to give you things. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, the universe loves to confirm your beliefs. So, if you believe that you are abundant now with what you have, then you are going to see the possibilities opening up for you to confirm that belief again that you're abundant. So you're going to find more abundance mm-hmm. in your life in different ways, maybe. Financial success or creative success, relationships, so everything is getting multiplied for you.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, um, there has been a lot of chaos, obviously, for the last two years plus because of the pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. I know over here in the US, that's all the news talks about is chaos. You know, I don't know if Peru is the same way, maybe. But it's just, it seems like it's on the radio, it's in the news, it, it's everywhere around you, and people, of course, they pick that up and they get angry and,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and depressed. And that's what I like about the work you do, because I'm sure people have told you, your you're, uh, you're YouTube and everything you do, you come across so soft, you're sweet, you're powerful, but you, you envelope all that into yeah, what definitely. you do, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's soothing, and it's something that we need in this world today. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. I I love the surreality reality as it is. You know, like there's so many things fucked up, and yeah, we have to get angry if you want yeah, justice, if right. you want equality. We have to get mad. <laughs> right. Uh, and yeah, that anger can be a powerful tool for change and revolution. And also inward revolutions, which mm. are the most important. You know, mm. to break down all those limitations and negative beliefs, you need to rebel. <laughs> and then you can also embrace the wonderful and the fluid and the beauty around you. So everything is, you know, is to, it goes together. Mm-hmm. It's the mm. unity of
0: mm. everything. Yeah, well, you mentioned getting angry inside. We we know people get angry about the outside stuff, but when we get angry about ourselves inside, what is it that we can do? Like to take that anger and make it flip our brain and say, "Hey, wait a minute, I need to change the anger now to something positive that I could forward my life in a better way." Um. Mm-hmm. To live a, that life that we love.
1: Mm-hmm. So first of all, just sitting with the anger, you know, not trying to fight it, not trying to switch it into a smile or something positive because that uh, it's more harmful, actually. You have to feel it and release it in a way that feels comfortable, like maybe dancing or screaming or punching a pillow. Mm-hmm. So you do you. It's okay. We're human. <laughs> no one is judging you for getting angry. And really, we have to do that first. It's important. And then slowly, emotions are energy in motion. You just want to move and their mm-hmm. thing, and then they go. And then you can access other states of being, other emotions. And for example, anger happens when someone or something crosses a boundary for you Mm. and you feel violated or you feel like it's wrong so maybe within you you are saying okay i'm angry with myself because maybe i i cannot stand up for myself i cannot raise my voice i feel like i am repressing something and if you feel that way all you need to do is you know get clear with that feeling and know that it can change at any time and you can you have the permission to stand up for yourself, to raise your voice, to mm-hmm. claim what's yours, and to push through those little icky feelings and oh, and nervousness and whatever, and do something different, because you mm-hmm. can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because we're, we're always taught that anger is not really good. But in a way it is, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But it, I think what I was hearing you say was, You find the root of the anger. Why why is this making me angry? And then Mm -hmm. you can work that out. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's always
2: that
0: understanding what brings peace and clarity. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, I was watching a TV show last night. And they had an anger anger room. Yeah, an anger room maybe. A smashing room where you can go in. (laughs) And you you smash things, and they were yelling at it, just Mm -hmm. yelling stupid things. And then it just brought to their mind, like, oh, wait, that's why I'm really mad.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: But but what event relief that would be, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I've had times where I was so angry that I would just yell. And then I'd calm down, like, oh, okay, I feel better now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes we just need that relief, like in our body, like a guttural scream. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Is depression or anxiety the same way? Can we deal with that the same way?
1: Yeah, I feel like, for example, depression is anger turned inwards. Mm. You know, when you can't exteriorize your anger, your need to change, when you're feeling frustrated with external circumstances then it's like you turn that frustration inwards and it's like you're punishing yourself for that. Mm. So I think depression, it's teaching is about reaching out for help, that you are not alone really, that sometimes we really need external help and it's okay, we are not weaker for that. Mm. It's actually, we're even more courageous to say, I am hurting, I am in pain, please come love me, come Mm -hmm. hold me, come help me. And that is very, very brave, and we need to do that more
0: often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, throughout life though, we are taught to hold that stuff in. I mean, maybe more on the man side, we're always taught guys don't cry or we don't we don't embrace our feelings and talk about it. Oh, yeah. But as you get older, you start realizing, no, I really need to, or something bad's gonna happen.
1: Oh does. William, i cry almost every day like really i'm a oh. very sensitive person and i oh. cry it's my way of also releasing emotions and processing things yeah and because you know some yeah in the world some so many things are like oh uh, you know are sad so i cry yeah. it's okay for me to cry just as much as i love
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
1: it's a balance <laughs>
0: yeah it's a release and,
1: mm-hmm, yeah and it's, it's funny because uh in my body, it's like I have a good cry, and then afterwards I feel really good, like mm. I'm back into my own self, and yeah. And then you, <laughs> and you have a happy, me, <laughs> yeah, a happy cry. Yeah, it's <laughs> a happy cry. It's hilarious. Because my, my brother, something, sometimes he makes fun of me because I am crying, but also mm. laughing at the same time. I yeah. feel like the best feeling ever. <laughs> because, oh.
0: <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it's a big difference between the, the sad cry and a happy cry. Yeah. and. I've had a lot going on lately in the last few weeks and I was at the gym not yesterday but Tuesday I was working out Mm
2: -hmm. and I was so
0: frustrated and I was working out so hard at the same time where I I felt the tears coming I had to sit down and relax because Mm -hmm. it wanted to come out I said no not in the middle of the gym you're not.
1: never know that you're going to strike. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You know, because things happen and your body knows what it needs.
1: Your body knows. It's, it's so true.
0: Yeah. And so,
1: for example, in some yoga postures, mm. sometimes you feel like crying too. Mm. It's like if you tap um, maybe a meridian, an energetic pathway in your body mm-hmm. that just needed a release, and mm-hmm. then you're crying, and it's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, like I was telling you before... Uh, We started the podcast. I've I've been doing uh, hot yoga for three, usually three or four times a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, what a difference it is because not only you're sweating out all the impurities, and then depending on what class you're in, you're holding Mm -hmm. postures for a long time or doing harder postures, and your body... just says, okay, you just have to breathe and flow with it, or you're going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but I feel so good afterwards. Even though it tore me up, I feel so good afterwards.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <humans> are amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our, our minds and our bodies are so amazing. We try to separate them a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know that. Having a, the psychology degree is all, all mental, but we have this whole this whole vessel that we have that has to work with it
1: <laughs> mm, exactly actually our physical bodies are a condensation of our spiritual bodies and mm-hmm. of course everything is one yes. the mind is everywhere your mind is in your pinky toe yes. and because you have all those nervous uh, terminations there those nerves are all you know around your body within your body mm-hmm. so
0: yeah yeah I just had a thought uh I can't remember, I read or heard it, but if if one of us is out of sync, the whole the whole thing is, if your mind's out of sync, your body is. If your, your spirituality's out of sync, your mind is. Because they all work together. And it's so important yeah. that we find the, the balance in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, like in this world today, it's kind of hard to get that balance sometimes, because mm-hmm. we are, we're working through the chaos, we're working at work, we're at home working, doing, or whatever our schedules are, and that's why I liked when you said to bring up the the freedom, just doing what you want intuitively. It, it's mm-hmm. It's a dream for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people would have problems with that too, like like all of a sudden their structure is gone and now they're going to live intuitively, they'd be like, what do I do now?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like from that intuitive living actually emerges a more authentic structure, you know, a softer structure Mm -hmm. that allows you to express yourself rather than constrain your nature. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're ditching structure forever. Mm -hmm. We're not ditching, you know, like those certain rules or... Things that uh, help us stay in order, but we embrace them with an art perspective, you know. Mm. So it's not like we fit into those rules, but the rules serve us. The structure serves us. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that structure would be so much better that way. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times the structure we have in our lives is it's forced. Uh, like you were saying that you went to college because you were told you were supposed to, <laughs> and a lot of us do. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, but if you could build structure on doing something that brings out your creativity, your joy, your happiness, your peace, uh, it just seems like the world would be so much better. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! It's yeah. it's so exciting because I feel like we are. Maybe in the century, or maybe the next one, who knows, but I feel like humanity just craves, like, it's our, our inner desire to reach that state of living where we are really in harmony. Mm-hmm. And it's not that difficult because if some, so there are so many individuals and little communities, ecological communities living that way already. Mm. Self-sustainable communities that are like an alternative to this current system based on money and debt and greed. So there are alternatives, and I um, I trust that humanity is going to evolve to reach that collective system of kindness and empathy, mm. and of course, intuition.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think as humanity, we have to evolve, or well, we're going to kill ourselves off.
1: It's true. It's true. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, people, I I'm all about helping everything, doing everything we can for climate change, like I mm-hmm. I have a garden I try to plant butterfly bushes for bees and stuff I help out, I try to use less plastics In mm-hmm. um, concern for the earth, yes but I think it's also like yeah, we do it for the earth but in the long run it's for ourselves because uh, we can't sustain, we're, we're going to die off as a human race if we don't fix it, yeah, and the right. earth is going to grow, it's going to uh-huh. continue.
1: Yeah, the earth is going to leave us, definitely.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I saw, I don't know if it was a documentary or something, but a series a long time ago, and it was, it was like I think it was called like 10,000 years after man or something. And it was about from the, from the point man just totally extinct on how the earth, the universe, the earth would rebuild itself. And it showed it one day, 10 years, 100 years, oh. 1,000 years, wow. just how all the animals repopulated... How all the buildings finally collapsed and just dissolved, and the earth is mm-hmm. back to its natural state. Mm-hmm. So, and all I get out of that is we're hurting ourselves by not helping others.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's
0: true. Yeah, I have to look that up again and see and rewatch it because it, it was—it's just amazing on how the universal build itself up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's been awesome talking to you, Ro. I mean... Thank you so much. Yes, it's it's,
1: it's been an awesome talk. Uh, so fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I need to... Like, I haven't seen you live on YouTube lately because I've been busy, but, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll watch the replays and watch your <laughs> art and uh, some of your readings. I know you did a reading for me one time, and it was dead on from what I felt. So I was happy that I did that, and... I definitely love your art. I mean, you got me trying it, so that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I need to do more, but I do like to spend a lot of time outside. I like to walk and do gardening and stuff. So, Yeah,
1: that's your prayer, of course. Yeah. That's
0: wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate you doing, doing this uh, interview with me, and I hope to hear again from you soon. Um, I will place your uh, your websites on the on the podcast notes, so anybody Thank can go so there. Much. And mm-hmm. you have any final thoughts you'd just like to tell the audience before we quit?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, love yourself. Be the best person you can be, and you're already that. You're already what you're seeking. So you just have to claim it, allow it, and express it. <laughs> mm.
0: That's beautiful. Love yourself. That's what we got to (laughs) do. All right. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you. Namaste.